0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy
1: with Nissan on News Talk.
0: First, though, and a little bit earlier than usual, it is time for Common Ground. So I am joined by the Fine Gael Senator Regina Doherty, as always, and the Socialist City for Cork North Central Mick Barry, and they are here to discuss whether the Israeli ambassador to Ireland should be expelled. Now, that's the same ambassador. Dana Elric, was on the Pat Kenny show this morning and Pat asked her about the legality of Israel's invasion of the Gaza Strip. I hear a lot in the Irish media or by elected officials that what Israel is doing is not legal and this is what I'm emphasising. We are, and I just had another conversation with our legal advisor who is one of the world's legal experts on, on all of this, And yes, what we are doing is abiding by international law. So that was the Israeli ambassador speaking to Pat Kenny this morning. Like I say, Regina Doherty and Mick Barry are with me. Mick, should the ambassador from Israel be expelled?
2: Yes, I think uh, she should be expelled and I think the embassy should be closed uh, to boot. I mean, oftentimes people talk about, you know, a situation like this in terms of war, in terms of invasion That's the language that is traditionally perhaps used. But I think we're beginning to go beyond that now. I think if we're going to have a conversation about what's happening, uh, we need to be using language like um, ethnic cleansing, uh, like uh, genocide, uh, like war crimes. Um, I mean, this is the, the collective punishment of the Palestinian people Uh, Bombing of hospitals, plural. Schools, churches, mosques. Roads that refugees are fleeing down. Uh, Nearly one and a half million refugees. I mean, that's bigger than the size of uh, Dublin. Uh, And the death toll mounts by the hour. Nearly 6,000 Palestinians dead now. Uh, Nearly two and a half thousand uh, children. Um, And I think the question that needs to be asked of the government is if you're not prepared to expel an ambassador and shut down an embassy in circumstances such as this, well, when are you ever going to be prepared to do it? Where do you draw the line?
0: The, the argument that's made against it, and there'll be people now texting in and they'll want us to kind of get into the the detail of what's happening in Gaza on the ground. And of course, that is absolutely worthy of discussion. And we have been talking about it on the show and will continue to do so. But we're talking specifically about expelling the ambassador and whether that should happen. And the argument made against that, Mick, is that it is it is better for those Irish citizens who are still in Israel and some of whom are in Gaza, Ibrahim Alaha, who we were speaking to on the show yesterday, trapped there with his family. Luckily at the moment, if you can call it lucky, uh, in southern Gaza, though he doesn't know how long um, that will remain safe, but that it is better then because of all of that and all of those people and the assistance that might they might need that we maintain diplomatic relations. Because, you know, as you know, we kick out their ambassador, they kick out ours. We shut down their embassy, they shut down our, theirs. ours there.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you, you you can make an argument for that. But I think at a certain point, you have to weigh it up and come down on one side or the other. Uh, the Irish state has gotten Irish citizens uh, out of other conflict zones and war zones where embassies were not in place. I mean, Afghanistan is a case in point, uh, And that wasn't in the dim and distant uh, uh, past um, but for me, it, it's not a question in relation of so much as to what the ambassador said about uh, President Michael D Higgins um, or the tweet uh, that was deleted uh, by a leading embassy official about the Irish state funding uh, Hamas tunnels um, or even the, the legitimate questions that I think can be asked about the level of information about Palestinians in Ireland when they go to Tel Aviv Airport uh, as to the amount of information that is there, that they are then questioned about and where that information came from. Fundamentally, for me, it's about what's happening on the ground here. And I think, as I say, it's not so much a discussion about words such as war and invasion now, but actually a discussion about ethnic cleansing and genocide. And when you get to that point, I think the idea of closing an embassy and expelling an ambassador, it's time to do that.
0: So, Regina, you heard what uh, Mick had to say. Uh, the time has come. We should expel the ambassador. Do you agree with him?
1: I'll get on to the situation um, the Middle East finds itself in in a second. Dana, the Israeli ambassador to Ireland, is new. I think she's only here about six months. Um, I haven't met her, but by all accounts, other people who have say she's a lovely woman. And to be very fair to her, she's only doing her job. So if another world leader said something about Ireland or about one of our leaders, we'd expect the ambassador to do their job and, you know, speak out. And in the last kind of two weeks, we've had an awful lot of people and commentary on this. And so you can't make a comment without expecting somebody to disagree with you. And that's why me and Mick are here every week, right? So expelling her is not going to make a blind bit of difference to the situation, um, which is absolutely horrendous. And to my mind, there are no sides because there's no winners in this. Like I'm watching, as the world is vividly every night, horrendous images of young people, old people, Palestinians, Israelis. We're looking at you know, media outlets like you announcing every night how many bombs were sent from Gaza into Israel, how many were sent from Israel into Gaza. And nobody is winning and everybody is losing. And so I know words are terribly important at times like this, which is why we have huge efforts in Qatar and Egypt trying to use their diplomacy to get aid in to the innocent people in Palestine who are being brutally savaged. But so too are the innocent people in Israel, you know, and in the West Bank. And so we we have a whole situation a Tinderbox and... When you look in the last couple of weeks, the history obviously has been explained to, you know, the world that probably wasn't listening beforehand. We've had years and some t- in cases generations of people who've lived under the fear of threat either from Israel or from terrorists in Gaza. Um, we have people who were displaced probably most of their life, who were given this area, you know, through no fault, but through negotiation of other world leaders. And they've lived their whole life, you know, threatened from the north, the south, the east and the west and have to listen to chants, you know, from to wherever to the sea, you know, we will be free. And the connotations of that, that that means to them is enormous. It's only a saying maybe to other people, but the whole area itself is... It's just, it's such a horrendous situation for anybody to find themselves. And an ambassador sticking up for her country, her people, when mm. she must be as distraught a person as you can find, um, is not, expelling that person is not going to make a blind bit of difference.
0: Mick, would it achieve anything, material, expelling the ambassador?
2: Oh, I think it would send out a very strong signal. And I think actually you saw at the weekend um, demonstrations in Rome, Paris, Madrid, New York, right across the world uh, I think it would set an example uh, and that governments and states and other countries would come under tremendous pressure from below to follow the Irish example in that regard. Look, to be clear, just following up on Regina's points there, uh, I'm totally opposed to the actions of Hamas on October the 7th. Uh, I believe they were very wrong uh, and I also believe that they did absolutely nothing to further the Palestinian cause. But there is no equivalence here and I think Regina suggests in her comments that perhaps there is. There is no equivalence here. We, anyone who drills down into this and studies it in a serious objective fact of, way, I think will see that there is a cycle of violence and the root cause of the cycle of, of violence is a racist and a bloody occupation of Palestinian lands. Uh, and that's the issue that needs to be uh, sorted uh, out here. And I think closing the embassy and expelling the ambassador would send a very strong signal mm. as to where the Irish government stands. And I think increasingly it's the view of the Irish people as the days go by and people see what they're seeing on their TV screens.
0: So, Regina, on that argument, it's it's not kind of a, anything personal against Dana Ehrlich, who, as you say, is the ambassador and has mm. only been here for six months. And it's not so much about kind of material things it might achieve. It's 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 about standing on a point of principle and it's about sending a message and possibly putting other European... But countries under pressure to do the same. What's
1: the point of principle? So, like, what what Mick is saying is, is that the Palestinians well,
0: that, are that, right the, that Israel, as is a sovereign the, state, is breaking international law. So,
1: first of all, there are there obviously have been accusations by people like Mick and others, politically like him, that they have broken the law, but none of us have seen actual proof of it yet, right? And so, the Israelis. And I don't know though whether this is true or whether it's not true, Karen. Because every time I go onto social media, you have one story that tells you one atrocity, and another story that tells you the exact opposite of the atrocity, and and no verifiable way of you know figuring out who actually bombed the hospital last. The the whole thing, and uh, we're quite mired in in disinformation. But But sorry, let me make my point just to what Mick was saying. I don't see a right side or a wrong side. Mick does. I see two sets of people that have been living for scores of years, you know, in a a horrendous situation of fear of threat of their lives on a daily basis. I can't countenance that. Like, I can't. Um, I I know the history of Palestine. You look at, and we we talk about Hamas and he rightly, Mick rightly, you know, condemns what they did on October the 7th. What about everything they've done before that and since then? They're a terrorist organisation that are using millions if not billions of euros to terrorise Israeli people because they don't believe they have a right to exist. You look at the Hamas Covenant that was written, you know, scores of years ago and updated in 1998. It absolutely says that their sole purpose is to annihilate the Jewish people. If that's not genocide, I don't know what it is. And then you go to the other side of the argument where you see Israel, and I think the world has this picture of Israel that they're very wealthy, they're, you know, very know what they're doing, very well armed. And so they're the big guy and the yeah. Palestinians are the, the, got, the small they've guy. They've
0: got nuclear weapons.
1: But they're, yeah, and I, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. There is no, there's no side here that you can take. Like I, def, I absolutely defend Israel's right to defend its people from terrorists. But the only win-win here is, is that if we can actually get people like Biden and Macron, who's in Gaza this afternoon, to get these people to sit down and say, nobody's winning here. And I'm sorry, I do have a right to exist, mm. but so do you. And the poor people of Gaza, you know, who apparently 70% of them support Hamas. And I can't believe that when you read, you know, the, co- the, the covenant of Hamas. I can't believe that they do and they haven't had elections in donkey's years. So maybe, maybe we should be listening to people saying, not in my name. And I want free and fair and open elections in Gaza. So they can actually determine for themselves as opposed to being, okay. you know, scream to the world that Hamas is our saviour and that we're all going to, you know die for Allah. There's no winners here, but there's nobody picking sides that's going to get a better or a good outcome or a proper ending to this. We need our world leaders to sit people around the table and have serious talks about a follow-up from the Oslo Accord to get a two-state solution where people can actually live free. The the, 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 the stuff that you and I take for granted on a daily basis. The
2: problem is, uh, Regina, that the world leaders, um, Joe Biden, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, uh, Macron, are beating a path to uh, Mr Netanyahu's door uh, and um, trying to cover themselves a little bit by talking about aid convoys but in reality are given the green light for Israel to uh, wage war. Now I just want to deal briefly with what can be done here because I think it's clear from Regina's comments that the government intended to do as little as possible in this, uh, I don't know how this. you would
1: get that from my so, comments, so, mate, because they're well, based they on the, personal views, judge. to be honest.
2: that's the listeners judge. But there's, there's two points I want to make about this. First of all, uh, I stood on a picket line with Dunstor's workers between 1984 and 1987. That was the most effective action taken in this state against apartheid South Africa. I think workers, while Gaza are be, is being strangled, uh, can take similar action here and boycott Israeli produce. And I think if they do so... Uh, They they deserve and should get the backing of the entire trade union movement. And briefly on that, the sacking of that young woman, Courtney Casey, last night, 26 years of age, uh, worked in uh, the company uh, Wix, an Israeli uh, tech uh, company, put up post on social media saying that she thought that Israel was a terrorist state and opposing what she described as the indiscriminate bombing of uh, Gaza quite uh, Mm. uh, uh, correctly. I think it sets a terrible precedent if the company are able to get away with that sacking without the Irish Congress Trade Unions speaking out and doing something in relation to this, there shouldn't be a chill factor for work, working people who have the right to free speech and to give their views on a brutal war.
1: The chill uh, factor is the video um, and the interview of the lady, one of the two ladies that was released... Um, as a hostage by Hamas last night, she's 85 years of age. She was ripped out of her home, make on the seventh, put on the back of a bicycle, travelled into Gaza, where she was made walk miles before she was put in a tunnel with her husband, whom I'm assuming is older than she is. And so we're talking about two elderly people in their eighties, and and Hamas want a pat in the back because they let her go last night. And there's what, absolutely what, nothing, there's say, absolutely nothing free. normal about what's going on and what there's nothing say, can be justified from, from, from either Hamas's side and the Palestinian rebels. And you can argue as to whether Israel are justified in defending their state, which to a certain extent I would agree that they are, but they're not allowed just, there's no justification mm-hmm. for the annexing of two million people and not giving them water or food or drugs or, or energy or electricity. There's no, there's no justification for that. But you and I arguing over Dana Elridge Excuse me, whether she made a mistake in sticking up for her own country last week or not doesn't make a blind bit of difference. What makes a massive difference is people like Macron going and standing, not only with Nehanahu, whose own people have been questioning their policies and their, their uh, journey in the last couple of years, but also going to the West Bank this afternoon and meeting with Hamas leaders, or sorry, with PLO leaders. So as to how we can get people back around the table, which is something that apparently was going to be done in the last couple of weeks before we got 6,000 rockets out of Gaza. Into innocent areas in, in, in Israel uh, through no fault of their own, through no fault of anybody's.
0: Regina Darty Finnegate Senator, Mick Barry, Socialist, TD for Cork North Central. Thank you both uh, very much for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy, with Nissan. Weekdays, prompt four on News Talk.